The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Powered by Protus Global. Thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis. Really excited today. I'm, uh, my guest, uh, his company cultivates and curates experiences that empower patients to make the most of the plant's benefits and amplify their lives. My guest today on Plant Profits, which is sponsored by and driven by Protus Global People Solutions is Mr. Jason Descents. Jason Hi, is, how you doing, Jason? Good morning. Good morning. Oh man, it's great. It's, um, it's good to come off a weekend and have a morning like this. Jason is the uh, Executive Vice President of Human Resources at Gage Cannabis. Uh, Gage Cannabis is um, a Michigan-based located company, if I'm uh, correct. Is that right, Jason? Yeah, that's great. That's great, man. How was your How was your um, your weekend? A couple hours you have off. Yeah, well, the time I have off, um, you know, the great thing about Gage is we're very family oriented. So uh, I had a lot of great time spending with my family. Um, I have a son in high school who's a senior this year. Uh, Oh, crazy COVID. But uh, that's tough. Yeah, it's tough. He's a football player. uh, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Great game on Friday. And then we had a charity golf outing on Saturday for for actually the football team, which was great. So it was a football weekend, which in Michigan uh, is is uh, usually number one here in, in this state for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the man. That is that is great. So you, you got a son that's in high school, he's a senior, playing a little football. What position does he play? He's actually a quarterback, and he's having a Uh-oh. career year already this year with 1,000 uh, yards passing, 14 touchdowns, and uh, about 60 yards rushing. So it's crazy. Oh, that's great. How long have uh, you been playing in Michigan? So we've been, uh, for my son's football, you mean? Yeah, how many weeks yeah. have they been engaged? Oh, yeah, sorry, thanks. So this there was four weeks. We had uh, three weeks that uh, was delayed due to the COVID, uh, and, and our governor luckily opened things up, which was fantastic for us, and okay. we were able to go back. So four weeks in, and we're, you know, a couple more weeks to go for sure. Oh, I love that. And nothing like high school football, man. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like high school football. My, um, I have a son who's at Boston College who's playing football uh-huh. for BC. That's we, awesome. We, we had a pretty great weekend. Did you? Oh, you did? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we beat Pitt, came in to Boston and, and to Chestnut Hill, and we beat them 31 to 30. That, you know, it's kind of a weekend we had. We had a 21 to 22 score. So we won by a point. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. No, man, that's awesome. That is that is absolutely awesome. So, hey, first I want to talk about you. I want to continue talking about about you. Now, did you, are you, you grew up in Michigan? You were raised and born there and everything? Yeah, I was born in Michigan. My, uh, I, you know, if you're from here, Dearborn is the fourth country as we call it yeah quarters is there my dad worked for fords and uh we went uh moved to florida for about 10 years so i grew up my childhood mostly in florida near west palm fort lauderdale area and uh came back to the snow which i 
couldn't stand at the time when I was a teenager, but uh, I've uh, finished out my years at Dearborn and, and uh, really have never left. Met a local gal here, been married over 20 years. Oh, that's great, man. Uh, two boys and, um, you know, like I said, one's a senior, one's a sophomore. Oh, that's great. No, that's that's awesome. Um, now, uh, growing up, you went off to school. Uh, do you have siblings? I do. Yeah, I'm the youngest of four, so I'm very blessed to have wow. uh, such a such a. Uh, and my family's tall. I'm the runt. I'm I'm maybe five eleven, five ten, but my brother's six five. My dad's six four. My sister's six one. She played at uh, Wayne State University or basketball and volleyball. So she's uh, quite the athlete. And uh, yeah, so I ended up going to Michigan State uh, locally. Uh, yeah. And I, 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 you know, Big Ten, love Big Ten. So it was really a great school. Yeah. Yeah. Did you catch a lot of hell from the other three? Oh, yeah. It's probably why I'm in HR. I know how to handle every situation possible. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> That's a great man. What were some of the big influences, you know, besides getting getting uh, crushed by your siblings? What are some of the other big influences that kind of really shaped you as a person? That's Jason? a great question. You know, I, I uh, have a lot of love around around my life, and 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 really, uh, I'd have to say, like any any smart man would, that his mother shaped his his life. And my mom was a hard worker. Her family are immigrants, and. Uh, came to this country and my mom is, believes in hard work and work ethic. So everything yeah. I had to do, I had to earn on my own. There was no handouts. There was no paying for college. It's you you, you got to get there on your own. And, uh, and at the time, you think your parents were being a little tough. But uh, mm -hmm. I, later on, I look, I appreciate it. And I instill those same values even with my sons. And they all know that they have to earn it. And um, my mother, definitely. Then I've had a lot of great people along the way that I've met uh uh, one of the greatest people I've ever met from an HR standpoint, Charlene Binder, who used to be the head of HR for Hershey's Chocolates. Uh, okay. I met her in passing when I was working um, and interviewing for Hershey's and she actually offered me a job and I didn't end up taking it because I had another opportunity to come back home to Michigan. And uh, um, But we had a great relationship and she's now at another company in Germany and she's someone who I would call on from time to time and it was a great influence on me as well. Oh, that's great. Great. Have you made it a practice in your own uh, personal and professional life to uh, to really engage in mentor and mentorship? Absolutely. Um, formal and informal or what do you do? Yes, both. It's, it's funny you mm -hmm. say that. So, uh, I always quote a lot of my my influences and I try to pass those down and instill those with other people I coach and mentor. But I had a leader once that said to me, you know, Jason, it's my job to believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And uh, I, I remember that. And uh, his name was Fred Stager. He was one of my managers at Chrysler. Uh, I never forget, yeah. his, never forget that. But uh, I take it upon myself. I like to say I'm a lifelong learner, but being a learner, you're always uh, a, tend to be a good mentor. So I, I like to educate and teach. And that's kind of why in cannabis, I'm here. If mm -hmm. you think about it, uh, it's a lot of education because some of the folks that uh, have these great companies never really had the um, uh, ability to work in a corporate setting or take a company public. And there's a lot of education and teaching that goes along. But more importantly, the mentorship thing has stuck with me ever since uh, I was a little boy. And quite honestly, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of folks I've worked with at different companies. I still mentor today. So uh, it's fantastic. So you're giving back that way also. Always, you know, it's, I, I believe you should, a good leader mm -hmm. uh, always is available for others from time to time. It doesn't take long. Three to five minutes is what I always say is all somebody needs. Exactly. You just need to know that they can pick up the phone, yep. make a call, 
and get somebody who cares on the other end. Yep. You know, that, that's really a quite simple recipe. Now, you, you starting to go there, you have a very diverse professional background. You, you, you've been involved in, in different industries, different businesses, right? Yep. And, and I think that's interesting from the perspective of where you are now. Um, just talk about what you are bringing to the table, right? Sure. To, to your current scenario and um, and where'd you get that from and, and why do you like the fact or, or why do you believe the diverse background and professional background you have adds to the current scenario? No, it's great. And thank you for that question because it's uh, something I constantly think about and try to educate with others as well and why it's important. I, I've learned early on to build my fundamental base in what I do and how I practice. And what that means is, is I try to diversify my knowledge and my learning so that way I can relate. It's all okay. about empathy. It's all about understanding of why. And uh, obviously when I first started out in my career, I was in the automotive industry, very heavy. Uh, and, and if you know automotive, it's in manufacturing, it's very rigor on process. So I learned everything you can think of, of continuous improvement, best practices, lean manufacturing. And then I had a chance to venture into uh, healthcare Mm -hmm. which healthcare on the opposite end of that is relationship based. And uh, there are times you want to pull your hair out, but uh, it, I learned a lot about the balance between process and relationships. Mm -hmm. And then um, having an opportunity to work in financial services in a very heavily regulated field after 08, 09 really got, I thought healthcare and manufacturing was very regulated, but the financial services industry is crazy. Uh, I had to get fingerprinted to be an officer of the company, but mm. uh just because there's so much regulation. And I think that all of those experiences has really prepared me to get into this industry, which if you know cannabis, it's relationship-based. It's right. all about regulation. And then finally, what they're learning is process. So it's <laughs> process everything. counts in this business. Process counts, man. Repeatable processes, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Unbelievable. I tell you, it is It is so true. I love the fact where you say you, you, um, you, you learned empathy, um, you've got process, right? And you've got relationships. And you, you said something that's quite interesting. You said you learn the balance of process and relationship. Now, what does that look like? The balance of process and relationship? Uh, I'll give you a great example. So okay. if, if you were in manufacturing and they had to do leaning out of um, resources, it was a very methodical, cold kind of, and I don't mean that in a negative way, it's just the way they have to do it such on a mass scale mm -hmm. to actually get it done. It's, it's you literally, you spend a couple of minutes, you tell someone they lost their role, right. you give them a box and you unfortunately have security walk them out. Now, Fast forward to healthcare. Healthcare is more like, well, let's, you know, we'll give them, a, we'll let them know that this is happening. We'll give them maybe a week and we'll also, um, you know, allow them to come in and actually have a little bit more of a dignity when it comes into, you know, telling them their role's gone and saying goodbye. That's the balance that I, I, I always look at as a great example. It's not to say that manufacturing is bad. I just wish they could both take a little bit from each other. I think there's a little bit to learn from both. And there's and cannabis is, is no different. I think this industry, uh, if you take traditional cannabis folks who come from the industry, they're looking more towards that healthcare process side yeah. versus people like um, in the operations side who come from outside of cannabis or that rigor process. Well, it's got to be repeatable. It's gotta, and I get it. So I'm always kind of playing like a 
the referee in the tennis match back and forth watching, you know. And you got a lot of experience doing that. Um, we're we're going to take a break. We're going to continue okay. our discussion with Jason DeSantis. Jason uh, is the EVP of Human Resources for Gage Cannabis. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take anywhere treat. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 gardens centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit only on cannabisradio.com. Look, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of plant profits. We're here with Jason descents, EVP of Human Resources at Gage Cannabis. And Jason was just describing really how he, his experience in uh, growing up as a professional has really equipped him to be where he is today because of the blending of, of cultures and patterns and, and how people do things and dealing with the current environments. And I, I think that's 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 awesome and that that's great because I know that cannabis needs that, right? There needs to be a balance um, because it's really the culture of cannabis is strong. 
It is and I very think strong. It is very strong, right? So I think people are really finding out, people who just gotten into it, coming in from, say, CPG or some other industries, yeah. you know, you, you think you can come in and, well, these folks need to learn how to do business. Well, <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's learning going in both directions in this okay. ways. And it's, it's, it's very important to have someone, especially in your position, you know, um, where people is your core responsibility and your concern, um, that, that you can balance that. And I think that's, that's, um, that's really, really cool. Now, why did you choose cannabis? It's funny you say that. Um, yeah. I had a friend of mine, um, I was my last role, I was a global HR leader over a billion dollar towing and trailer company called Horizon Global. And I traveled all over the world 40% of the time. I've been to every continent outside of Antarctica. <laughs> okay. So I've had a great opportunity. You gotta find a reason to go to Antarctica. Right, Jason. exactly. You gotta right. find and, a reason, you know, man. Hey, can't leave it undone. Now you can't yeah, you know leave what? it undone. Maybe Gage will open up a store down there. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the, great thing, the great thing for me is, um, I like I said, I had a friend introduce me to this opportunity. I'll, I'll be honest, very skeptical. I'll sure. be honest, um, not really sure if it was the right opportunity. But one of the things that I've always said was, is I would love to start from scratch uh -huh. and take all of my key learnings and great experiences and try to bring it to a, a culture and company that's looking to form itself. And that's what this opportunity provided. Mm -hmm. So uh, several interviews later, I had, I, we have some great owners and uh, one of the owners, um, really wanted someone who has that industry experience, but more importantly, since we're Michigan based, uh, I have a lot of connections in the area. So it was a really, it was hard to get started because not very many people wanted to work in cannabis 18 months ago. And it's amazing to me. And I'm very blessed to say what's out there now and the options, but they weren't there when I first started. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're right. It's, it's great. That must've been a really good friend <laughs> to get you to stop and think, right? It, it really was. And she was um, she's actually a recruiting friend of mine. Um, and, you know, we spent several conversations and we talked a lot about the positives and the constructive things that I would need to learn and also teach. Yeah. In industry. And, and uh, yeah, they, they took a chance on me and I took a chance on them. So it was a really great marriage. Wow. So you've been in it 18 months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, you picked the right 18 months, Jason. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's, it was, it was a roller coaster at first, but uh, every day it's sweeter and better. And um, I, you know, there's, there's more and more stories out there to read and, and colleagues I connect with and doing great shows like this. Yeah. Uh, it, it's about getting the word out. In my opinion, I think it has such a negative connotation to it that I feel like, uh, this industry needs advocates. It needs uh, people that can share and say it's okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not illegal. It is. It helps so many people in so many different ways. That if you had a chance to read one or two of the stories or see the success stories cannabis has, both on the personal and you know, especially during these times in COVID. Yeah it'll make you cry. I mean, it's, it's really great how much that helps out people. Oh, it totally does. And you're absolutely right. And then when COVID hit, you've been on board about a year. Yeah. Yeah. About a year. Yeah. So talk to us about, you know, man, it's got the disruption. 
it was it was a challenge. I mean, we met mm-hmm. daily. Honestly, it was myself and a key, uh, our president, Mike Finos, great guy, by the way. Okay. Uh, he, he came in from automotive as well. And we met okay. every day uh, for about an hour and a half. We had COVID meetings every day and it was about, OK, who is we? Who is we? Uh, so it was myself, uh, Mike Finos, the head of our head of compliance, uh, Jennifer. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, she she's a uh, she's really run done a great job in our compliance and a few of the other leaders, such as operations people and our head of retail as well, because it affected all of our frontline workers in the stores. Oh, yeah. And what does that mean to our folks that work in growing the cannabis and some of our growth? So uh, the, the stores, obviously, because their frontline was something that we really had to think about. And luckily, our governor did two things. One, okay. she said uh, cannabis is essential. Great. Yeah. Second, she said is uh, cannabis can do curbside, whereas before that was not allowed. And that then allowed us to take basically the store and bring it outside. outside. And, yeah. And it allowed yeah. for people to still get what their needs were, as well as um, us being able to really change our process. I mean, it was we had to do everything from scratch. It was uh <laughs> But our leaders all jumped in. We spent a lot of long hours, and you know what? Not a single person complained. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Everyone jumped in and said, "How can I help?" Oh, that's that's great. That's great. So, tell us exactly because you guys got into business, you know, via medical retail, right? Yep. yep. Now, but you're you're interested in in recreational. That is correct. We've, we're we're getting a few licenses to do okay. just that. So, yep. Okay, so tell tell us more about Gage. Give us a little background yeah. about Gage. So Gage is a brand that started out in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. We licensed that brand here in Michigan, and it's a uh, it's a great group of guys uh, that started the company in such a way that they they grow the, the cannabis hydroponically. Okay, and and we we brew it in small batches. The best way that I can describe it to non cannabis <laughs> users is if you have craft beer versus let's say a Miller Lite or so. It's it has a it's more flavorful. It has uh, has a lot more conversation mm-hmm. around it versus your traditional, let's say, Pilsner if you're drinking mm-hmm. a beer. And and we're, we pride ourselves on that. And we've also uh, partnered with a, uh, a brand called Cookies out of California. Yeah. Brands and uh, Burner, who started that company. And we're very, very um, proud to represent them here in Michigan on a mile. And uh, that is our, you know, one of our heaviest uh, stores. I mean, we get a lot of great customers, a lot of great feedback. And uh, so Gage itself prides itself on quality Mm -hmm. uh, cannabis, as well as our culture and what we do outside of that. So we, every uh, area that we have a store or cultivation, we really get ingrained with the community. Oh, that's We do a a lot of give back programs. And more importantly, I think in cannabis, which every company is doing more so uh, Gage does as well as we educate, we get yeah. out there, we try to hope, make sure people understand the, the, you know, the positive things of cannabis, right. Um, you know, cause at the end of the day, it's not about getting our current market. It's about getting those new folks in who are interested in trying it, who have ailments. And let's be honest, I live in the suburbs of Metro Detroit and every single person <laughs> knows I'm the cannabis guy. And questions. <laughs> I bet. No, I, I know. So, uh, I used to be in the adult beverage, there you know, you and that's I'm I'm all about adult consumables, right? Yep, so, amen. so I used to be in the adult beverage business years ago, and yep. and I moved around, you know, career wise, um, uh, all over the country, and and man, every time we buy a house in the new community, man, we it, it was quick to understand, right? <laughs> Seaburn, Seaburn, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> that was crazy, man. That was crazy. So here's a quote. Gage Cannabis is selling medical marijuana like Verizon wireless sales phones. Yep. If handheld electronic sales require a HIPAA privacy compliance, that is. So what is that saying? What, what, are, what are you guys doing uh, to, to, um, to be effective from, uh, in how you sell the product? Yeah, I, we, we take pride and we call them, um, you know, our, our provisioning specialist or product specialist. Mm-hmm. And what we do is, is we like the one on one interaction, because um, if you know what you want, that's fair. That's easy. Come on in, get what you want. You, right. you can go on our menu and pick that out where we differ. I think in a lot of other cannabis firms is we really spend the time for those that want to learn more. Or even if you have something you want, hey, mm-hmm. uh, we got this new product in that we're, you know, that we think would be great for you to consider uh, or so we do a lot of education even during this the buying process for customers and it's not a pushy thing at all it's just more of an educational piece and and uh none of our folks are on commission or anything like that so we we have a lot of folks that come in and and like that about us is it's like an apple store feel where you get that personal touch right i think i think that's what differentiates gauge from the rest of the groups out there and and we're like i said we, we hire people just for those very reasons Great. Got it. So, so when you're looking to hire folks, you look for those specific characteristics? Yeah, honestly, from an HR standpoint, all the time. Um, one thing that we say is it's not just a diverse group of people, it, mm-hmm. but gauges acceptance. We accept people, race, color, creed, tattoos, nose piercings, because you know what we realize that's, that's the real world that we live in. Right. And yeah, exactly. We, and exactly. we have to be able to relate and we have to be able to understand as best we can with those that we serve. And that's how we mm-hmm. look at it. They're patients. We're helping them out. We're trying to serve them for their needs, right. uh, whether it's medical or recreational. Once we get there, you got it. You got it. Well, we're going to we're going to take a break and uh, having a, a really cool chat with Jason DeSense, who is the EVP of Human Resources at Gage Cannabis. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. I'ma tell you something now about a game for your phone gonna make you say wow the game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash grow the seeds sell the bud put the savings in the stash little by little your empire grows large put the big celebrities inside your entourage you can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill Willie Nelson with Khalifa with a bong the name of the game is him pink that's the point download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime hemp is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to 
spending me on crap channel. Money don't make itself. Hey, Pink. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. And my guest today is Jason Descents. He is the EVP of Human Resources at Gage Cannabis. Now, Jason, you guys have gone through a lot. Now, I just want to clarify some things, a couple things here, and I want to move into a different direction here. And that is, Gage is Gage primarily a, a retailer, or or do you uh, dive deeper into the supply chain part of of the business? What tell us exactly what we see when we see Gage? Sure, uh, Gage is what we call a seed to sale okay. um, company. We we grow our own product. Okay. We uh, obviously we sell our own product, but we also are in the process of finishing on our processing and we're going to process our own product for like uh, all different types of things. So we're growing at the same, we do a lot in parallel. We started off as a grower and we work okay. our way into the retail and we're just continuing to follow that path along the way. So Gage is an all encompassing company. Oh, that's great. Okay, good. So now we're clear. I want everybody yeah. to be clear on exactly where you are yeah. and where, where you're going. Now, sitting in your seat, when COVID hit, mm. right, a lot of changes. You guys had a lot of meetings. You implemented a lot of things. It sounds like the, the, the state government uh, really came through for the business for cannabis, period. Yeah. Uh, it helped you guys keep making some money. So that's that's uh, always good. But from your seat, what did you do for your employees? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because uh, our first and foremost is to keep our employees safe. Okay. That is, uh, when we had these daily meetings, it was about how do we keep our employees safe? Do we have the right protection equipment? And luckily we had already have a lot of that equipment because in our growth facilities, it's uh, it's so controlled environment that we had all the PPE equipment, quite honestly, masks, gloves, okay. um, you know, protection equipment. And it was great that we were able then to take a lot of that and provide it to our retailers. So employee safety was first, followed by, okay, how do we then keep our customers safe? <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it was really understanding, okay, what does the curbside look like? How do I set this up? How do you do social distancing? Do I, you know, how far do we have to, so training, we trained, we trained, we trained our employees and we went, we really, you know, simultaneously uh, and every day I'd watch the news or I'd get CDC updates and trying to make sure that uh, from a compliance standpoint, we understood what we had to do and mm -hmm. then what we wanted to do to keep our employees really safe as well as our customers. And then obviously to your point, got to keep that supply chain moving, right? So you mm -hmm. can't stop. Uh, and business actually picked up. So it was really uh, a great opportunity for us to, to help out those that are in need. And that's what we did. So, man, that's great. That's good. Have you gotten feedback? Do you guys do surveys or anything like that in internally? 
Always. So okay. and it may not be in a formal sense, but uh, yeah. even during when the lockdown happened in Michigan, um, I would go to the store. I mean, how can I sit at the corporate office and tell our employees get on the front line when I couldn't get out there myself? That's uh, we got to practice what we preach. So a lot of us leaders went to the stores to make sure we showed support. Yeah, um, quite honestly. And I think that was important. And when we took surveys and we also we called it like basically a hero pay for those on the front line. We offered okay. additional pay just so they understood that, hey, we recognize that. I, I won't call it hazard pay because it's uh, in my opinion, it's uh, it was something we needed to do. And it was our obligation to be there for our customers. And, you know, we recognize our heroes on the front line and we wanted to recognize our product specialists who were selling and making sure that our customers had their needs met. Oh, that's great. That's great. So something you said earlier about how you guys engage the communities where your stores are. Yes. Right. T- tell me a little bit and tell us a little bit about what you're doing from a social equity perspective. Sure. No, I absolutely yeah. appreciate that. That's a great question. I mean, we do a lot of Habitat for Humanity, so we get out there locally and do a lot of that. Uh, some of the social and justice programs we've donated money to to make sure that they have some funds to be able to get the word out and uh, hopefully get some change in, in the works here, as well as um, we're always trying to educate as much as possible. So we'll have our folks go out and uh, either host sessions where the community can come in and learn, uh, or we're just constantly you know posting things on Instagram and, and, and our social media. We have a great marketing department who really understands the power of media. And that's something that we focus on is that educational piece uh, on everything that's going on, not only during COVID, but also about our products. Got it. Got it. Great. No, that's that's good. And, and moving forward, do you is that a strategy? Is that something you guys taught? How do you, how does it all come about? And how does the ideas about how to engage the community like that? How does that come about? You know what? Our, our, uh, our founders really kind of instilled that. And I, I, that's probably one of the selling points for me. Okay. When I came to Gage was the fact that they said, look, this is the only way we're going to be successful is if we can share how cannabis can be beneficial to people. And it's not, and our goal is not to reach those that already understand it, it's to get those that don't. And the only way to do that is to offer forms and ways in which people can learn. And and that's something I really appreciated hearing. And mm-hmm. it's something we're trying to refine. Obviously, COVID changed a lot of how you deliver that message. But it's um, it's something that I'm, 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 I read every day now. It's great. But like I said, 18 months ago, there was great, you know, uh, information, but you had to know where to go get it. Now it's everywhere. It's like it's everywhere. I mean, in fact, I think the Detroit News actually has, you know, they always have the sports section, the auto section. Now they have a marijuana section. And I think that's fantastic. No, that's great. No, that that is that is great, man. It, it is it has been a, a tremendous uh, joy and pleasure to to spend some time with you and, and, and give you an opportunity to talk to us about you uh, and and gauge. And I think I think uh, it's really cool how Gage is is really uh, becoming part of the community where they do business. I think yeah. that is that's that's a big deal, and uh, that is um, that's going to help. And hopefully, you uh, what you guys are doing will uh, show others who are doing in the same type of business you're in. So yeah. you're not out there by yourself. Uh, yeah. That everybody can engage the community that way. So I think that's. That's great, man. Uh, really appreciate you being here. Thank, Thank you. you. It's been an honor. I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Uh, our guest today, we had a great time with Jason Descents. Jason is the EVP of Human Resources 
for Gage Cannabis. I want to thank you all. Uh, you can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com, or you can subscribe to the show on wherever you get your podcast fix, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all major podcast portals. We are there. Plant Profits, Fueled by Produce Global, People Solutions, we are there. Follow Produce Global through our social networks, including LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Finally, learn more about how we are building companies and how we're changing lives at ProduceGlobal.com. That is ProduceGlobal.com, P-R-O-T-I-S, global.com. Until next time, cheers. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.